Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now, you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. for you and i believe the you is more than 200 million people that love our country they're out there the hunter biden story the scandal the this the that it's also the story of a father's love i was just thinking uh uh the, anyway i started off without you and i sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared freedom is back in style welcome to the revolution yeah we're coming to your city gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song sean hannity the new sean hannity show more behind the scenes information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america all right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll-free. It is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. It's always an honor and a privilege and a pleasure uh, to welcome the man that I call the great one, Mark Levin, on the program. Uh, clearly, the news uh, by the Supreme Court today, a really good decision uh, as it relates to affirmative action. I want to get his thoughts on that because... Mark Levin is sort of like chat GPT when it comes to our Constitution. What is that? I don't even know what you don't GPT even know what you know, no, chat GPT. You don't now know listen, what chat. G- I live in a bubble. I don't right. know what the hell's no, going on. You live on in a there. bunker bubble. They got it. That's right. With my guns, my safe. I got I got my guns. Get and off my, my phone, McDonald's. you big dope. That's about it. Uh, Mark still eats at McDonald's. This is what he says to me. He's going through a McDonald's. No, no, don't do that to me. 
You'll get me in trouble with my wife. Well, Jeez, so nothing, she already knows. Mark. Secret with you. No, well, she already. Nothing. Okay, she, Mark, you're not losing weight. She knows you're still going to McDonald's. That's why I'm called here the great big one. <laughs> That's not true. Anyway, but Marco, I want a hamburger, no cheese. I'm lactose no, intolerant. I don't I mean, tell them I'm lactose intolerant. The no. guys are in a minimum wage. He doesn't give a crap. What a... <laughs> and then all of a sudden they'll pull out of the place. And, Damn it. They put cheese on it. Again. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that happens all the, the time. time. A, yeah. a, a, a large fry and a, and a small Diet Coke. I'm like, yeah, that Diet Coke is really going to mitigate all the other damage. a large Diet Coke and a small fry, but who cares? Okay. Who cares? Um... So not only did I want to have you on about today's decision, I'd actually yes. had you on because I want to promote a book that you have coming out. Icoca? No. It's called uh, The Democratic Party Hates America. Correct. This is coming out just a little over a year before what I think will be the defining presidential election in our lifetime, Mark. Mm-hmm. It's called The Democratic Party Hates America. Amazon.com, Hannity.com if you want a first print edition. Let me tell you something about this book. I love this book. And I have never said that about any book I've written before. I like them all. Liberty and Tyranny, American Marx. I actually love this book. My wife has read it. There's literally a handful of us. You've seen parts of it as well. It is a crucially important book. The timing is unbelievable. That is uh, really coincidental, accidental. You know, you start a book 15, 16 months before it comes out. And it's not just a... a, a, uh, a regurgitation of everything everybody knows. It is time to call a spade a spade. The Democrat Party hates America. Democrat Party hates you. The people out there hate your audience. Hates capitalism. Hates liberty. Hates the Constitution and the Declaration. And they demonstrate it every day. They hate national sovereignty. They hate our flag. They hate our founders. They hate our history. It is time to explain even since before the Civil War, the Democrat Party has never embraced America. It was in charge of the Confederacy. It promoted slavery, promoted segregation, all the way into the 1950s. I want you to slow down here, because yeah. this history about the Democratic Party, because this is the lie, the big lie we get every election season. And frankly, it used to be every two and four years. Now it's almost every day that Republicans are racist and sexist and misogynist. Or the, the whole list of the litany of names from the playbook. Every single civil rights bill that has ever been passed has been passed by Republicans. Since 1868, 1875, Dwight Eisenhower's two civil rights bills, the 64 and 65 civil rights bills, if it had been left to the Democrats, there would have been no civil rights bills any time in American history, period. Franklin Roosevelt, as you'll learn in this book, the great liberator and so forth. Franklin Roosevelt, the first major program under the New Deal was the Federal Housing Authority. You've heard of FHA. I believe it was 1938, give or take. It specifically prevented subsidizing mortgages in black neighborhoods or areas surrounding black neighborhoods. You know what they used to do at the FHA in Washington, Sean? They would take a big red magic marker and make lines. Redlining. It's called redlining. That's where yeah. redlining comes from. The Democrats did that. What else did they do in the New Deal? They, they, they re, excuse me, uh, Woodrow Wilson and in the New Deal, they resegregated the military. They resegregated the federal government. The Republicans had desegregated them. And you go through this, and I go through this history. You look at Joe Kennedy Sr. Joe Kennedy Sr. was sympathetic to Hitler in the Third Reich. It got so bad that FDR had a 
yank him as the ambassador to Britain. What was, about the New York Times, by the way? Yeah, but I'm talking about this book. Yes, the New York Times also uh, uh, covered up the Holocaust and did FDR's bid. I do more to expose the true history of the Democrat Party, but that's not good enough. Because, great, here's the history, but I want you to know it. But what's happened since? The same damn party is destroying America. Now, look at this decision. This is the great thing about this book. This book will apply to everything that's happening and is going to happen, even though I don't even intend it that way. You have a fantastic opinion, finally, by the Supreme Court, six to three. The three leftists on the court vote for what? Racism. Anti-Asian racism. That's exactly what's going on in our colleges and universities. 40, 50 years ago, you had anti-Jewish, anti-Semitism at Harvard and Yale and these same universities. These are Democrat Party objectives. You have TV today filled with these morons. I call them legal analysts. They get on TV, and what do they say? Oh, this is horrible for, for this community and that. No, it isn't. Today, the Democrat Party tells you that a colorblind society is a racist society. Where does that phrase come from? It comes from Frederick Douglass. It comes from Abraham Lincoln. It comes from Martin Luther King. Why? Because the Democrats have gone from this, this anti-black, racist, anti-Semitic, pro-eugenics party, pro-segregation party, to a Marxist, resegregation, racist, anti-American party. It never embraces our principles. Joe Biden. Does he ever talk up America? What did he say today? He's trashing America's racists today. They all do it. It is constant. They uh, want how, these, how ironic. Could yes. you imagine if at any point in your career, my career, that we ever partnered with a former Klansman oh, to yeah. stop the integration of public schools and actually said the words the way Joe Biden did, uh, that the, you didn't want public schools to become racial jungles. How come nobody paid attention to that in 2020, Mark Levin? Uh, first of all, half of the country did. The other half doesn't give a damn, apparently. But I will say this. It's worse than that, and you'll learn it in the book. Joe Biden didn't just oppose integration. Joe Biden was one of the leaders with uh, Eastland in the Mississippi uh, and others who were leading the efforts to keep public schools in our cities segregated. People need to understand this. Joe Biden wasn't just an observer who voted. Joe Biden was an activist. And so when he says today, he talks about Jim Crow and attacks the Republican Party, show me one leading Republican, don't give me Strom Thurmond, but any leading Republican who supported that sort of view. Nobody. I get into it just so people know, Lyndon Johnson, the great emancipator. No, he wasn't. He was a racist his entire life, and I will explain that, and I do in the book, too. And I'll go on and on and on. But even putting race aside, do they ever support capitalism? No. Do they ever support the private sector? No. Will they ever leave us alone? No. Now they're in our kitchens. Now they're in our bedrooms. I thought they're supposed to stay out of our bedrooms. Now they're in our automobiles. Climate change, which is really a form of Marxism, gives them the, the, they claim, the authority to do anything. We need to clean the air. We need to clean the water. It's existential. We don't have any time. So nobody can actually sit back and think about what they're saying or what they've lied about in the past. And so I call it the degrowth movement. They're making us poorer. And you can see it already. And they're in a hurry. 
They don't want people to have any time to think about these things. Joe Biden likes to talk about bottom up and middle out. Nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. He's all top down. They're imposing us, posing these things on us. You know who taught Joe Biden this, or at least the people advising him? Sean Hannity. By um, the way, do you have a middle name, by the way? I do not. Well, actually, Sean Patrick Hannity, but go ahead. You must be Irish or something. I'm anyway, not, so what? You making fun of me, peeps? I don't no, like it. No, not at all. My old country. I think Joe Biden's great. Anyway, so where are oh, you? Damn fool you are. <clears throat> yes. Anyway, so uh, I'm just making the point that it's all top down. It was Lenin who talked about that. He's surrounded by these Leninists. It's disgusting. The Obama people, Bernie Sanders has his people sprinkled throughout the government. The Department of Justice, everybody under Merrick Garland, every one of them is an Obama radical Marxist. People say, what's happening? That's what's happening. And so I think it's time, rather than to talk uh, sort of uh, superficially at a surface level, how's this happening, we got to take it to this party, and we not only have to defeat it, we have to obliterate it. Because if we don't obliterate it, it is not really an American system party. In fact, it's more than a political party. It's more than a cultural party. You know what it is, Sean? It's the party of the state. It's the party of government. That's what it is. That's why it keeps building the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy needs the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party needs the bureaucracy. Why? Because the biggest lawmaker in the nation today is a fourth branch of government that isn't even in the Constitution. It's the bureaucracy. Call it the swamp, the administrative state, whatever you want. They are there to sabotage Republicans when they get elected, and they are there to do everything they can to advance the radical left agenda. The EPA spitting out regulations. Pizza parlors. Now, they reach into hair places. They reach into everything. And they're not going to stop unless we destroy that party. And so I want to explain it, how, they're, how they are stealing the language, how they are trying to control thought like totalitarian regimes do. We're here. We sit like a bunch of dummies. We can't define what a woman is or what a man is. We have a Supreme Court justice now. Who wouldn't define? I don't know what a woman is. I need a biology. What are you, an idiot? And they do this purposely. So I pull it all together. I pull the history together. I explain what's taking place in our country. It's a revolution. It's not a revolution by arms, but there were communists in the past. Gramsci from Italy, Marcuse, who was from Berlin. They all had an effect in our colleges and universities. And the bottom line is they said this. You don't have to overthrow society violently. Be nice if you do. But in democracies, it's not going to work that way. Why? Because the proletariat, the middle class, they like their country. So the way to overthrow them is what? It's to secrete yourself in their culture, in their government, and bureaucracy, and do a top-down where they have no say and no control. Quick break. More with the great one, Mark Levin. The Democrat Party hates America. Hannity.com, Amazon.com, uh, coming out in the early fall. We continue with Mark Levin talking about the Supreme Court decision and his new book coming out uh, at the end of the summer, The Democrat Party Hates America. Let me get one question in about this. So Biden gives his little talk today, his little speech that you referred to, and I mentioned it in the last hour. But then they tried to throw questions at him. And and one reporter threw a question at him, said he wasn't going to take questions. The question was, President Biden, the Congressional Black Caucus said the Supreme Court has thrown into question its own legitimacy. Is this a rogue court? Biden, this is not a normal court. Uh, next question. Should there be term limits for justices, sir? 
Now, we know the Democrats want to pack the courts. We know they want D.C. statehood. Uh, we know they want the biggest power grab they can possibly have. Uh, isn't all of this on the ballot in a year and a half, Mark Levin? I wrote a book called Men in Black, my first book, a couple of decades ago, and I called for term limits for justices. It was trashed by every liberal law professor in America, Sean. But now that they don't have the court, these people are, you have to understand, they're chameleons. Now they want term limits. Here's the bottom line. For the Black Caucus and everybody else, they want to resegregate the country. They believe in cr uh, critical race theory. You and I believe in a colorblind society. Our audiences do. This was flat out bigoted racial discrimination against Asian Americans. And Harvard said they had a question on their admission forms and so forth. Asian Americans were stereotyped. They didn't have, quote unquote, the personalities that they needed for a diverse uh, classroom. And so their concern really was you might have a class full of 40 percent Asians. So what? They're individual human beings. Who cares who they are? So now conservatives are fighting the civil rights battles of the 60s and 70s against the George Wallace Democrat Party. That's exactly what's going on today. Well, Mark Levin, uh, this is going to be a blockbuster. It's called The Democratic Party Hates America. Uh, it's coming out uh, at the end of the summer. And we're looking forward to uh, doing an hour interview. I'm actually going to interview you on your show uh, which is the number one show on weekends at Fox, and I'm looking forward to that. It's called the Democratic Party Hates America. No, no, the Democrat Party. They like sorry, to be Demo Democratic. Sorry, Democrat Party like. Hates yeah. America. I stand corrected. Yes. By the way, Mark is the only one that's a guest on TV that tells the host when he's done. That's it. I'm you done. You know why? Thank me. You got other guests there who just. They got to have their face on TV. They <laughs> regurgitate. They respond. They repeat. All right, but stop I making fun of done. my guests. Let me get the hell out of here. All right, I'm done. Get it. I made the mistake once. I said, Mark, I got a follow up question. I just told you I'm done. I'm not trying By to be way, rude. You're gonna be. You're you're in big trouble over the McDonald's story today. You know. You are such a pain in the ass. I mean, you, you have no idea. <laughs> you're not going to get in trouble. You're yeah, not going to get. You, you are. My wife says, oddly, she wants me to live. Well, I want you to live, for crying out loud, but I can't. What am I going to do? You're a grown man. I'm supposed to stop you from ordering a... You're not my egg. wife. Uh, th thank God. Goodbye. We'll, we'll, we'll Take care of yourself. And give Linda a big hug for the me. The Democrat Party Hates America. Hannity.com. Amazon.com. If you want a first print edition. The great one, Mark Levin. Thank you, sir. God bless. Thanks, brother. God bless us. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Will you join me in fighting the epic battle of the millennium? Do you realize since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, abortion states now have seen a huge increase in patients. Now, sadly, babies' lives are more at risk than ever. And that's why Preborn has stepped in. And they use the science of 4D ultrasound to introduce expecting moms to their precious babies. And this science works. When a mom is in crisis and hears that baby's heartbeat or sees him or her on an ultrasound, Guess what? They're more than twice as likely to choose life. Now, five ultrasounds are just 140 bucks. That would help perhaps rescue five babies' lives. If you donate now, that just donate securely. You can do it by dialing pound 250 on your cell, saying the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, preborn.com slash Sean. You will never regret helping this organization. Unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity.
Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what do you think they'd say? Hi, this is Buck. This is Tom. This is Susie. Did you know that an unborn baby's heartbeat is already beating at three weeks? By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound. And that's where preborn's network of clinics step in. Because the heartbeat is the voice of preborn, and you can share their voice in a big way. Every free ultrasound costs 28 bucks. They don't get a penny from the federal government. They need your help desperately. And that's why I bought them two 4D ultrasound machines because they desperately need the help. And they're helping moms with counseling and all sorts of ways. Just dial pound 250, pound 250, say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. You'll never regret helping to save a baby's life. Preborn.com slash Sean. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. I've been telling you for many months now about the importance of every school having a Knox uh, entry access system that quickly allows law enforcement into locked campus doors during any active shooter incident. Now, tragically, these school shootings continue to happen. Now, the Knox company has been trusted by first responders since 1975. And with the new advanced electronic e-key technology, local, state, federal law enforcement, they can all access locked doors during any crisis situation and statistics illustrate the need the importance for every school to install this invaluable resource and a Knox entry system can be installed and managed by the schools or the school district and save lives parents grandparents uh you need to know if your kid's school has installed a Knox entry system go to their website at schoolentry.com schoolentry.com all right, we continue uh, our discussion about the Supreme Court decision from earlier today uh, as it relates to affirmative actions, six to three and, and six to two. In one case, uh, Judge Jackson recused herself from the Harvard part of the case, Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Anyway, they rule against uh, affirmative action. Race cannot be a factor for college. Uh, very interestingly, Roger Severino, vice president of domestic policy at the Heritage Foundation, Trump's former director of the Office of Civil Rights, he actually wrote an article about this. And for me, last month's Supreme Court argument in the Harvard affirmative action case was personal. Growing up poor in Los Angeles, the son of Colombian immigrants, I faced my share of racist taunts and stereotyping. I refused to let my... Uh, worth and my story be reduced to a neat little box. I refuse to risk taking a spot from a more qualified student because they happen to be Asian American or white. Uh, but most of all, I didn't check the box because I wanted to be able to say without any hesitation that I got into Harvard Law School because of my father's hard work, my mother's fervent prayers, and my own exertions, and no stigma, no guilt, no self-doubt, and most of all, no guarantee of failure or success, just a fair shot. That's the freedom that comes with not checking the box. That's what equal opportunity truly means, and I hope the Supreme Court agrees, and they do. Uh, Bill Jacobson also is with us, Cornell Law Professor, uh, who had written extensively about this case and founder of EqualProjects.org. Uh, welcome both of you to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Roger, you mean literally not check the box. Correct. I did not check the box literally. But the wonderful news is the box is banned. It is dead and buried after this decision. And my daughter, 
who I only speak Spanish to, and she only responds to me in Spanish, uh, she's going to apply to the Ivy Leagues based on her merit, and she's going to have that beautiful freedom of being able to be judged on the content of her character and not the color of her skin, and that's what this decision really represents. You know, I was not surprised by the decision, and I, I, I you never want to listen to oral arguments and think you can get a read on on how justices are are likely going to vote uh, in the in the end. Uh, but I thought it was pretty transparent that this was likely going to be six three, six two in the one case, and and I think for a lot of reasons. Now, you know, there's certain objective criteria that should be factored into admissions and probably should be the biggest factor. And you can correct me, Roger, if you think I'm wrong. I mean, every kid has an opportunity to take the harder classes in high school, the AP classes in high school, and and get even better than a 4.0 grade point average and get straight A's through four years of high school. You know, every kid, up to recently anyway, was taking an SAT test or an ACT test. And, and it's the same test for every kid across the country. And for those people that ace that test or those tests, um, I, I think that's a criteria that, you know, if you scored above, that probably means you studied more and probably, you know, put in the time and effort to, to do well on that exam. Cause it's not particularly easy to score, you know, over 1500 on your SATs or in the case of one of my nephews get a 1600 or another nephew getting a 1580, if you can believe that. And, and they both went to Ivy League schools as a result of it. Um, now then you have kids that maybe have a 1400, but based on racial considerations, you know, why should they take the spot of somebody that had objectively better grades and better test scores? And, and you're right. And the test scores, those are the great levelers. It doesn't matter where you come from. You have the opportunity to be measured like everybody else. The same test that everyone takes, it takes the subjectivity out of it. And that's where minorities can thrive if given the opportunity. And we have a broken education system. We need more school choice to give more minorities that opportunity And because we're trapped in, in failing government schools. That's a bigger problem. That's a front-end problem. They were trying to fix that front-end problem with a back-end solution of racial preferences that says we're going to privilege some races and not others. So I grew up in L.A., very diverse community, and my Hispanic friends and Asian friends, we were all in the same boat, all effectively poor, struggling. The Asian students who did well were blocked by Harvard from getting in. That is the moral of this story that came out of this decision. Harvard said there were too many Asians, and they were capping them, and they used a, quote, personality score to get around those objective measures. Because Asians were scoring higher on average. But did you see Harvard's comment today? Yes, we'll abide by the law, but they put in there the caveat that they will continue to look at other factors, which tells me they're just going to look to skirt around the law and to keep doing what they've been doing. Oh, absolutely. So I, I, I'm part of their alumni newsletter, and I received an email where they are a lot of hand wringing going on at Harvard. And they said, and I could quote it for you, that they must admit and educate a student body whose members reflect and have lived multiple facets of human experience. Okay, that, that, that is legitimate, except what they interpret that to mean is race. And they make it very clear that they're still going to try to find a way to have racial identity be, identity be front and center, because they really do believe, as just, Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson and Sotomayor, that it's about structural racism and critical race theory. Mm-hmm. There is no way out of this. 
unless you do putting your thumb on the scale and lifting some races above others and putting uh, others below others by force. So, uh, Professor Jacobson, Bill Jacobson, uh, my understanding is you are a professor at law at Cornell University. And about a year ago in October, this coming October, it'll be a year, you delivered a speech on the issue of affirmative action uh, dealing specifically with the North Carolina case and the Harvard case. And you're also the founder of the website called Legal Insurrection. You delivered your 30-minute remarks to a packed house and uh, the Cornell Political Union, a nonpartisan debating society that brings speakers like like you to in to opine on political issues. Tell us what happened. Yeah, I mean, that's what's so amazing is so I uh, participated in a debate, a so-called Oxford-style debate, where I gave my presentation against racial preferences. And I made my presentation about all the reasons it's wrong, about counterproductive, etc. And then the students there got to debate it, and then they took a vote, and they actually agreed with me, the majority of the students. But the only reason they... By the way, I hate to tell you, that kind of shocked me, considering I, I know Ithaca, and I know Cornell really well. I've been up there many times for my kids' tournaments. Well, because they could vote in secret. It was secret ballot. Uh, it wouldn't have been a majority vote on my side had they had to put their name on it. And that's because everybody's scared to death on campuses to disagree. But let me tell you, I run into students all the time. People hate this. They hate the racialization of education. Uh, they would vote against it if it were on the ballot. Like in California, they voted against it. I think Michigan it was, they voted against it. People hate it, but they're afraid to say anything. And that's why the administrators at Harvard who circulated that email right after the decision came down, which said, oh, well, the court says we can take someone's life experiences and they can work race into it that way. Uh, these colleges and the administrators and the professors, for the most part, are so addicted to this sort of racialization of everything, they are going to try to find ways to get around it. That said, this is a great decision. I love this decision. It was right. But it's not the end of the fight. In some ways, it's just the beginning. Do you believe, especially with the Asian American community, that there is institutionalized discrimination against them in admissions? I think there is, and that's how Har the Harvard case proves it. And the Harvard case, the only reason they could prove it were the SAT scores. So what is Harvard and what are many elite schools now doing? They're doing away with mandatory uh, SAT scores. Law schools are considering doing away with the LSATs. Medical schools, some have already eliminated the MCAT test. So they are not going to eliminate the discrimination in reaction to this decision. They're going to dis they're going to eliminate the proof of the discrimination. So this is going to go way underground. This is going to take even more all this racism behind closed doors. So again, I totally agree with this decision. It's a great decision, but. I think people would be deluding themselves if they think that administrators at colleges who have built their careers around diversity, equity, and inclusion, built their careers around viewing people as proxies for ethnic and racial groups, are all of a sudden going to say, oh, the Supreme Court disagrees with us. We're going to stop. That's not going to happen. The fight's going to be just as intense, in some ways even more difficult, because they won't do things so openly. You know, I, I tend to agree with your, your complete analysis over here. Quick break. We'll come back more with Roger Severino and Bill Jacobson on the other side discussing today's Supreme Court decision.
All right, we continue with the Supreme Court ruling against affirmative action that race cannot be a factor for college admissions today with Roger Severino and Bill Jacobson. Let me go back a little bit here and and Harvard's reaction to all of this, because I I find that somewhat amazing. Uh, And and I really just want to get a little deeper into this because I think it's relevant, Roger. And and ask you and, you know, the court held, they pointed out um, that uh, Harvard's college admission system does not comply with the principles of equal the equal protection clause embodied uh, by Title six of the Civil Rights Act. The statement said the court also ruled that colleges and universities may consider in admissions uh, decisions and applicants discussion of how race affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration or otherwise, we will certainly comply with the court's decision. Um, it just sounds to me like it's going to be business as usual. And and I think that Bill makes a good point. You know, all these schools and they're, they're now eliminating, uh, you know, SAT scores, ACT scores, LSAT scores now are not necessary for many law schools. So they're taking away the one objective criteria, an equal playing field for anybody. Yes, and there, there is one sign of hope. Harvard was going to lose its case because the numbers were so stark. Their discrimination against Asian Americans was undeniable. And once the case took off, they started allowing more Asian Americans in. All of a sudden, Asian Americans became more qualified, and now you have 6, 7, 8, 9% more than they were admitting before. So it, the pressure had an effect. Do you think the pressure ultimately will be financial damages down the road? Is that what's going to impact them the most? This does open a door to private lawsuits under Title VI, a law I would I enforced as the head of a civil rights office, <clears throat> which said you cannot discriminate if you receive federal funds. Now, the Biden administration, I have no doubt they will do nothing with this decision. In fact, they were probably going to resist it as much as possible. Harvard has already signaled that in their view – to count as a diverse student body, you need to have a, a effective quota system. And if they start counting, they're going to open themselves up to a lawsuit. Right? They, we we will know over time just how bad the discrimination is because more lawsuits will be able to come. And through the depositions, they'll put the administrators on the stand effectively and say, "Did you actually count the numbers?" And the answer is yes. They are in serious trouble when it comes to race. How did you make a decision at such a young age not to check the box, the the box about your race? Well, it, it was difficult because I had been a beneficiary of affirmative action. And throughout college, all these doors were open to me. Everything handed on a silver platter. And I felt conflicted because I had an Asian girlfriend at the time who was bright and came from the same town as I did. Same background. She was flatly ineligible to get any of these benefits that I was getting. And I couldn't, I could not live with myself. You see, my, my kids play individual sports. Well, they did, they were both D1 athletes. And, you know, the, the great equalizer about it is you're either, you know, good enough to play or you're not good enough to play. You either are good enough to start or you're not good enough to start. You're either good enough to get recruited or you're not good enough to get recruited. I mean, there's certain other criteria as well that that coaches look for. They try to build out teams that, you know, have harmony and stuff. But there are people that are are brought onto teams that bring things to the team that that will have nothing to do with competitive play as much as leadership 
roles that they might play on the team. Um, and God forbid somebody gets injured. You got to have, you know, you got to build out your lineup. It's like half the team is, is on the football team, but they're not playing. And, and you're pointing to another really important angle. The people that are supposed to be helped by racial preferences, let's leave aside the people that are directly hurt, right? Asian Americans and whites that are, that are explicitly excluded. Okay. How about the people you're trying to help? It creates a mismatch. This is absolutely proven by the social science. When you put people in an environment where they didn't meet the qualifications, you are setting them up for failure. Uh, a lifetime of self-doubt, what could have been, and resentment, right? And then the, it just feeds upon itself this sense of racial division and it creates racial animosity because you're, you're setting up minority students for failure. I saw it personally. Those that were in the affirmative action programs with me did not thrive as the idea said that they would. It didn't happen that way. They were put in environments where they, they, they were falling behind, knowingly were put in those environments. And that's unfair to them. And it, it actually hurt them in the long run because they could have thrived in a different environment if you had. Well said. Maybe maybe you're a D3 athlete. This, by the way, that's something to be proud of also. Um, anyway, appreciate uh, both of you. Roger uh, Severino, thank you. Uh, Bill Jacobson, thank you. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 